for off-air drama get together in a room and talk about cars and all things automotive and have a couple of grapes as well. <laughs> to my left-hand side, I've got uh, Mr. Mark Paluta. How yeah, are you doing? Yeah, I'm Mark. Uh, your regular, yeah. regular resident guy. Exactly. You can find me at, at Palutski on Instagram. Good man. And, yeah. uh, and across the room. Thanks once again for having us. I'm Nadav. We are one short again this evening. Yes, we are, because yeah. Mike apparently Again. has a stomach bug, apparently. but I think he just went heavy on the, t- on the tequila last Or, Again. Rogue Podcast. Mm. Yeah. Rogue Podcast. Yeah. It's possible. Uh, it's possible. But you know what, the first episode without him, we kind of mm. held back. Today, mm. we're just going to let rip. Yeah. Mikey. Oh, exactly. Listen up, Mikey. And we're going to let rip with some news, as mm-hmm. we always do, beginning of the show. Um, here's something that you guys might like. Uh, Range Rover, Velar. It just got a supercharged V8 engine. 404 I, kilowatts. That's that's your guys' vibe. I drove the one you had on test, and I loved it. Yeah. It's a fantastic thing. You didn't love it. Didn't I love it. I did love it. No, it's fantastic. It has yeah, one of the most right. amazing interiors of any car I've ever driven. It doesn't drive particularly nicely, though. What, what was it's it? Confused. It's confused. It's confused. Yeah, I think so. I it think had it a confused gearbox. No, the whole car is confused. No, no, no. I loved it. Why would you it's buy a Velar when you can get a And range? it's good looking, eh? Yeah, I just It's a really looking. good looking car. How well made are they these days? I don't know. Velar is uh, average. Yeah. Probably average. But... So it's got a supercharged V8. What from the Range Rover Sport? V8, yeah, a 404 kilowatts, zero to 100 in uh, four 404 kilowatts. Yeah, 4.5 seconds, uh, zero to 100, and the top speed. I'm going to say this again. Do we need this? <laughs> On what planet do we need that much power in an SUV? I don't know. It's ridiculous. Well, I mean, it's awesome it. to have it. Is it? But like, where are the customers for this stuff? We've said it before. If they make it, they're buying it. Right? Well, I think it's there's a there's a there's a financial basis for the decisions that they make. And it wasn't if they've already made the V8 SVR, mm. uh, yeah, 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 yeah. and in the end, it's all the same. Exactly. So there isn't much more of an engineering. Because oh, that's platform sharing between Jaguar and economies of scale. So yeah. F-Pace and, and Velar are the same vehicle, and so it's already been shown in the SVR. I was. I didn't have time to check though if the SVR output is more. I don't know. I didn't check yeah. either. So I wonder if the F pace isn't even hotter than this one. Uh, it might be worth. Yeah. But uh, in the end, it's economies of scale. I don't think it was a big development cost to do it. No, sure, it wasn't. But I mean, I don't know. I just find these cars to be a little bit. Re- I'm oh, intrigued to drive it. No. I'm worried that the Vela is going to date. I'm worried that the looks are going to date. Whereas the Sport, for argument's sake, still yeah. looks pretty fresh. It's timeless. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't timeless know. Timeless modern design. For me, an SUV has to be diesel. I don't know. Okay. It's just the way I feel. Yeah. All right, so but that's it. Range Rover Velar SV Autobiography mm-hmm. coming to SA soon. Okay, let's see. The Dynamic Edition. There was also some news earlier this week. Golf R. I haven't <gasps> seen that. For wow. years and years and years. Volkswagen. Volkswagen fed us all these lies saying that because of the climate and the oh, yeah. political parties and the quality of the fuel, there's no way they could turn the Golf R up to its full power potential. So we always had them at 213 kilowatts. Now they've just, yeah, pumped, this is true. Now they've just pumped it up to 228 kilowatts. And as it is, it was astonishingly powerful. 
one of my favorite cars of all time. Mm. So this is good. Yeah. So in order, so you get more power, and you can now option titanium R exhaust and an R an R package braking system. But is this all for more money, or is this the new standard Golf R? It's the new two, 2019 Golf R. Oh, I like that. That's it. I think it's like six. So you know what they've 000. done is obviously there's a price increase, and they thought what what can we bolt on mm. to make it. Um, yeah, a little bit more value, I suppose. Also, it's like the run-out edition as well, because the new Golf is coming, you know. Yeah, so that yeah I suppose that's it. Let's yeah. just turn up the wick for the last Well, they season. always do that, actually, because in the last generation, they came out with the, the 32... Was there a special... No, there wasn't a special Golf R. There was an anniversary GTR. The anniversary, which was called the 32, 35. 35. 35, yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, that was cool. So, yeah, that's what I'm sure that's not a Hilux. No, that, that's <laughs> no, a legend. <laughs> legend. <laughs> but now... Speaking of platform sharing, yes. the Audi S3 with mm. the same EA triple eight motor that we were just discussing earlier, yeah. has been at 228 kilowatts for a long time in South Africa, yes. yeah, at least since 2016. Yeah, that, right. So this whole argument that the Golfs weren't able to... There were uh, always stories that doesn't make any and sense. crocodile tears about how bad the fuel was. Can I tell you what it was? It was probably a, an agreement between VW and Audi. They had to keep the Audi slightly more premium, mm. so they gave it that extra. Well, it's more expensive. That's fine, but then that's a local agreement. It doesn't apply in Europe. No, in Europe, it's got the same power yeah. as the Audi. So why? why it's a local a agreement. Local no, it's, it's political. Hmm. It's political, my friend. Politics. Everything. The state of the car nation. In South Africa. Yeah. It's political. So there we go. Golf R 2019. But how much? What, how much? What changed? Do they just what do you the mean software? What is it a software thing? Yeah, man. It's, it's just software. software. There's no internals and no. stuff. So most Golf R owners were probably just taking it to their local tuner. Revo. Revo. Not that we endorse it, Revo, but we're just saying that. But, I mean, give us a car to test if you want, Revo. Anyway, how much is it? How much I'm is it? Golf R. It's about just under 600 grand. No. It's not. No, it's I'm not. Telling you now, it is. I'm telling you right now. I'm yeah. getting there. It's not. I'm getting there. Somewhere on this page. I feel like you should have had this ready for us, Thomas. I'm sorry. If you want to have I'm a an amateur. item. I'm an amateur. I thought you were the professional. Okay, it's coming up. It's I just see a it. lie I tell all the readers. Okay, <laughs> so it is 676,000 rand. Okay. No, but I'm sure that the one that... No. What was it? You can't tell what it was no, I can't. before then. I can't go back in time. <laughs> That's how much it That's crazy, yeah. Unless you guys give me a DeLorean. Wow. Oh, your favorite car. Yeah. Okay. What well, else? News. I think that's so, news. You know, no, no, it's no. a big seller. There's more. Mm. Oh. There's more. But wait. There's a new Mazda SUV coming out. <gasps> you know, I'm, gl I'm glad you bought up Mazda. Yeah. Brought up Mazda. Yeah. I think they have some of the most nice looking cars. The most nice looking. The most nicest. The nicest looking. looking. <laughs> no, they are. They're good looking cars. We I need mean, someone who's more erudite in the show. Yeah. Let's look into it. Exactly. Listen, they are fantastic looking cars. <laughs> no, they do. The CX-C is a Of all the Japanese car. cars out there, they are fantastic looking. Anyway, so this is going to... It's probably going to slot in between the CX-3 and the CX-5. Do you think we're going to call it a CX-4? Or a CX 3.5. Okay. And um, it, it it's going to have Skyactiv-X, ah. which you'll nerd out for days over. It's I don't like, know what that is. It's like that, okay, so it's Mazda's special engine, which uses, it, it's, it's petrol, okay? It runs on petrol. But really? It, but it behaves like As a diesel engine. To to, listen to me. It behaves like a diesel engine at lower rates. Huh? Am I right? It's got that whole compression. It's very clever. So this is the first... Um, production application of Skype, yeah. SkyActiveX. Uh -huh. I think it's. Can someone be more technical and tell me what it does? Um, 
it, it gives you all the benefits of a petrol and it gives yeah. you all the benefits. How of does it diesel. do that? Does it change the compression ratio? It does. It changes yeah. the compression ratio because there's a there's a I'm I'm remembering this now, I haven't read it in Offset a while. Offset crankshaft. No, it's got a it's got a cam between the crankshaft and the conrod. Yes, I've seen this. And that's now adjustable. I now I remember. So you can yeah. adjust the, co the compression ratio. Well, you raise and lower the... Yes. the so that, okay. so that the, the ratio between the conrod and the crankshaft is not fixed. Uh-huh. Um, can you see those hands? Okay. Yeah, yeah, getting I'm very excited. Years, I'm, I'm battling to explain. I'm sorry. No, I can't see my I think I've seen this before. Completely explain it. I have seen it before. It's yeah. very clever. It's very clever. How reliable it is. Don't know. Well, well, it's Japanese, so it'll go on forever. Japanese. It's no different to VTEC. So is a rotary Japanese. VTEC. No, is not technically speaking. VTEC's the most reliable. They technically system make it in a Mazda, actually. Yeah, but it and it technically leaks oil all over. <laughs> it started in Europe. Technically, okay. <laughs> technically. But VTEC is a similar kind of idea. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, it's VTEC works. works. Yeah, it does work. Okay. Final news uh, snippet before we take a break. The Toyota Subaru twins, Toyota. Mm -hmm. The 86 and the BRZ. Oh, Apparently, there's going to be a new generation. Okay, that's big news. That's big that news. Is good news. Is that good news? Yes, it is good news. That what kind of engine is it going to have? Don't know. If it doesn't have a Subaru engine, then power? it's good news. Probably not. <laughs> if it has a Toyota, aka BMW motor, yeah. fantastic news. Which it okay. may do. But then where does it fit in? Because the Super is coming out with a four cylinder. So maybe it'll have a. No, it's got a six cylinder. Yeah, but they're banking it on a four cylinder. Oh, as well. Okay. Oh. So they're expanding, so they're committing to the future of the sports car, which yes. is actually quite a big deal. It is. They want deal. more sports cars. Mm. Akito Toyota said, we want more sports cars. Fantastic. We're going to build them. And if they can Unlike make them Audi and Volkswagen, like, we want more electric cars. And more SUVs. How boring is that? Yeah. Okay, so I'm starting to get behind this brand. Yeah. Let's see. Damn straight. Okay. <laughs> we look forward Just to for seeing you, more about Thank this, you very much. Uh, Toyobaru twins. Mm. Okay. I so wonder what the time frame on that is. I don't know. But probably soon. Probably within the next year or two. They'll probably tease, uh, uh, forever. They'll tease them forever. There'll different be another different six, shades of camouflage, station. different yeah. bits and pieces tacked onto Until bumpers. So sick of it all they needed to out. actually do was take the current car and give it more power. That and call it a super. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, because the, the well, 86, we'll the parts I liked of it was everything except for the engine. Yeah, well, well, for one, I'm excited. I think that's great news. And any new sports car that's in the pipeline is. It's worth celebrating. Yeah, I agree. Celebrate. It's worth toasting with a crisp and, and a refreshing grape. Thank you right. to Mark Paluta for the exactly refreshments. Right. Guys, we're going to take a break, and uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about faking it. Welcome back to Cargumentative. In this part of the show, gents, we're going to be talking about faking it. Now, when it comes to faking it in cars, mm -hmm. okay, yeah. we're talking about Tell artificial us. engine noises and oh. artificial exhaust noises. Basically started as, well, I mean, I can remember in 2011 yeah. when there was this big expose with the Golf GTI and some other Audi products where there was that thing called the Sound Actor, which was like a sound, a sound producing McGafter that Audi and Volkswagen would stick between the firewall and the dashboard. Yeah. And that would recreate noise. Did they actually put that into production? They did. On which car? They did. Golf Golf GTIs. No yes, way. They did. My, okay. They did. Fine. Fine. It, 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 it's it. there. No, the, what did it do exactly? Did it pipe engine noise? Induction noise. No. It was like a standalone speaker system oh. with 
with built-in um, noises, audio files that would that would play through the speaker. No, Depending I, I know they did that on the M5 and no. the F10 M5. Volkswagen first, and I I can remember this because we journalists were talking, and it, it came That's out. cutting me deep, eh? and it was on YouTube, and it's 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 small. It, it looks like a like a, a, a shoe polish can. It's it's that kind of size. Really? Yeah, and you it's can find it in the back. It's there, and you can turn it off. You can make it, you know, dead, and but so that that's terrible. Then from then from there we went into BMW, and I can remember going on the launch of the new M5. That's well, not one. not the new M5, the but before the new one. But but the first turbocharged V8 M5, yeah. and that was piping, yeah, noticeably audio so. through the speakers, yeah, and that's where things just became. So now a little bit ridiculous. Do you think most manufacturers are doing it now? I think definitely, yeah. Because cars are getting I mean, most cars are, are turbocharged, yeah. right? So turbocharging sucks away sound as we know. No induction uh, noise, yeah. And also just in terms of refinement and mm. the way cars are built. With the sound deadening and the sound deadening. Yeah, it's a lot so. harder to get sound through the cabin. So I think I think everybody's doing it. I mean um, Ford's doing it with the Mustang on the EcoBoost. Uh, Porsche is doing it. They're piping engine into the cabins. Really? Correct. Mm. When, oh. when I went on, t- bastards. When I went on the new Panamera launch in Dubai, they were open about it. They said, "Yeah, we've got the sound symposium." No man. It pumps uh, the Subaru. I mean, well, the Toyota eighty-six. Okay. A well, lot of, a lot of cars. Have I think it. It, I think it allows the engineering team some options. So. One of the things that probably customers have requested over the years is more refinement, like Thomas said. Mm. And more refinement means less interior noise, less NVH noise, vibration and harshness, less um, road noise. But by having it symposed or brought into the cabin optionally, etc., you can... It goes along with all the different modes that we now have in cars. So sport mode... Yeah, it makes sense. So in other words, you can make the car more refined and then bring it back a little bit, you know, in the sport mode, slightly yeah. noisier, slightly more interactive. So it, it, it allows you to reach those targets of refinement that you may yeah. have, couldn't have, um, you know, with the, with the engine still. But it's, a, yeah, still, still functioning. Still functioning. So that's the one. But it's a fine line, because I had a Peugeot last uh, last year December Peugeot 3 3008 and they got the sound file wrong and it was, <laughs> it sounds like it, a V8 it, no it, it was like driving a PlayStation game from the late 90s it just made this ridiculous <laughs> noise and really? I was like yeah I was like this is so artificial yeah. it's so bad and then and then you can remember I think we went for a drive when when the first turbocharged Clio Sport came out where you could make it sound mm. like a GTR, you could. which really sounds like nothing, or a motorbike from the 1920s. A or GTR sounds fantastic. Standard. That's, but why would you have, have wanted no, no, to choose your Clio to sound like yeah, a GTR? Yeah, but it's a gimmick. That's yeah, a gimmick. But that but leads us nicely into exhaust notes. Yeah. And fakery with exhaust. And that drives me mad. Well, fake overrun noise. If you've ever gone Popping. to Greenside... On <laughs> on a Friday night, yeah, you'll hear and, it all. And you've happened to stand near a certain bar in Greenside, you'll hear all manner of cars roaring up and down. And as soon as the guys come off the off the throttle, it like clacks and pops bum, and bang. Bum. It's just ridiculous. It's like a string of firecrackers. It's actually one off. of the things I disliked about your Cayman GTS. Right. So I was going to mention that the first car that I remember that I think started doing that on purpose was I think the second generation Mini Cooper S. 
It's the first time that BMW programmed in effectively what it is is unburnt fuel yeah. into the exhaust just after the turbo. For backfires, yeah. It creates real but artificial backfires. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In other words, it's it's injected fuel on purpose. It's a real backfire, but it was injected by the computer. And I think the Cooper S was the first one, but that's yeah. now become standard across every, everything. So, to be sporty, you must have overrun. So why, I want to you know, take a step yeah. back and explain to our listeners mm-hmm. where this comes from. So this originates with, well, firstly with carburetor cars, and secondly with uh, poor mechanically fuel-injected cars. So where there was a lot of fuel leaking through the system, like all because it wasn't metering it very well. And BMWs, anything yeah. with K-Jetronics. So it goes. So basically, it's an old school sound. You know, you. Mm-hmm. I mean, my old 1968 Alfa Spider. Yeah. I come off the gas. I hear the backfires, but that's I know the carbs are sucking petrol through. So it's unburned fuel. It's unburned fuel. Exhaust system, but that's now, because of the mechanically. It's the sound mechanical unrefinement. Exactly. Right. It's the sound of, of unrefinement, of, a, of the know, opposite of what cars yeah. became. Of man still trying to advance their way exactly. through engineering. Okay. And now they've gone and said, "Oh, you know what? These are very synthetic. Let's go with the the speaker in the car and mm. the popping in the back. Synthesize it." Mm. And I hate nothing more than that. So Must the, be honest. The Cayman GTS that I had had a um, standard sports exhaust from Porsche, and I think when you turned it on, you got the pops and crackles. And it was fun for about 30 seconds, and then <laughs> you were over it. And in the end, it just sounded artificial and forced and unnecessary and actually detracted from a car that actually sounded pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but instead, it was all these crazy pops and bangs whenever you came off the throttle in sport mode, which was just unnecessary. Yeah. It's like uh, having yeah. Diaflux on a storm drain. It's just like, <laughs> exactly. it's like long echoing. Well well yeah, and I suppose then that, that leads us into the, my next part, which I wanted mm-hmm. to talk about in the beginning, which is... So exhaust noise and induction noise are all a big part of a car and what a car is and represents how powerful and how cool it is. Mm. So now they've gone and stuck fake exhaust outlets and induction inlets on cars. So you've got the fake noises and then you've got the fake inlets and outlets. It's terrible. So you don't like the Lexus ISF because that had four fake exhaust pipes. Well, that's fake. Mm. Oh come on, man! But, 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 but see, you see, <laughs> you've been fooled. You've been duped all along. You were, you were, you were taken for a ride by the Golf GTI, yeah, which now, you owned. And no, no, that car, I promise you, did not have that. It was maybe in a Golf Seven, not a Golf Six. It was in a Six. Anyway, look, it was there. My other car is an Aston Martin Vantage, and that has the most pure exhaust sound mm. and the most and proper authentic vents. I love that about it. If you start making that stuff fake. I lose lots of love for the thing. Mm, but no, Aston's got a sport button for the exhaust. Yeah. You just know how to disable it. So it doesn't have a button. It, it has a, yes, once it reaches some revs. But that's done because not everyone lives in a neighborhood where they can start it up and be shouty it's about fine, it. It's fine, but it's still fakery of some sort. It's, it's actually, no. It's, it's been quiet and dumb. No, but it's not fake. It's, been, it's purposeful. Right. Not fake. I love it. It's I not it's fake. It's purposeful. Fun. What does that even mean? It means that so it's, it's got like, a function. That's that's a fake artwork, sir. No, it's not. <laughs> it's a it serves a purpose. <laughs> okay. It says, I don't want to be shouty all the time. So current current guilty event exhaust parties, one that occurs to me is Audi, the new <sighs> SQ5. Unbelievable. It's got fake exhausts at the back. They have the actual chrome metal surround, mm. but if you look closely, it's 
blacked out in the middle. And the real exhaust comes out facing downwards. Half a meter ahead of that. About a 30 centimeters ahead of that. Like so an what, you know what? I don't really understand why. When did exhausts... I suppose it's the whole emissions thing. Like exhausts are sort of impure. You shouldn't be seen in public. Exactly. It's like yeah, smoking. No, 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 but that like makes smoking. no sense. Exactly. It so makes no sense. So they're not supposed to be seen, but let's hide them and then create and some then more create fake, fake ones. Well, exactly. So this is what I don't understand. Retarded. Why would you choose as a car designer to hide your exhaust? You know what's going to happen in the future? Yes. We're going to have fake exhausts. Fake exhausts blowing out vape. <laughs> with, with a light inside the vape tube. Right. Which you can change because it's mood lighting, right. and that's very important in cars. Oh my God. So you can change the color of the vape. It's going to be in your electric floating out. It'll be amazing. Green side will never be the same. Green, green side will stop it up. It. You'll so. be able to choose your flavor so that it creates a beautiful Guys, aroma. We're getting sidetracked here. What other cars have really bad exhaust fakery? Mercedes Benz. Yes. Also, mm, a lot of the reason is actually. Because their entry level model, mo entry level models, have got little pea shooter exhausts, and they want them to look like they've got something beefier. So there isn't really much behind there. Well, I mean that A forty five is the most ridiculous sounding car when you when you come off, off the throttle. Oh, yeah. The banging and the popping on it's just it's it's embarrassing. The, the car you arrived here in today, how many exhausts does that got? <laughs> it's got four. <laughs> uh, how many cylinders does it have? <laughs> Four. So it's got an exhaust. One, one exhaust per cylinder, but I think that they're all functional. <laughs> That's ridiculous. There's a very big back box, and I think that they're all functional in this particular one. It's an S1. <laughs> That's but ridiculous. I will tell you that I think the S3 currently, as well as the Golf R, who they all have four pipes, um, mm. I think only two of them are functional, which is also embarrassing. Yeah, it is. Mm. I mean, <laughs> it really is. So it's, gone, it's form over function. It seems unnecessary. It's probably extra white. You have to have the exhaust anyway. To me, it's just ridiculous. It irritates yeah. me as much as fog lights. So, so if you've got fake exhaust in your car, I don't know, sell it. <laughs> so wait, okay, but I mean, there's it's a deal break. There's not well there's for me. No, it is there's for no escaping the fact that it's only going to get worse. Not unless people listen to our podcast. Don't True. do it. Don't do it. <laughs> don't buy fakery. But is there anybody who does fakery in the sort of semi-acceptable way? Wow, hmm. question. I think some of the V8 AMGs okay. sound pretty good. Yeah, because they actually, the original 55s, the supercharged yeah. V8s, yeah. they had it legit. Hmm. They, they really did have it legit. And then the 63, which stopped being supercharged, probably a little bit of fakery going on there. Because, I mean, they can meter it perfectly now. There's no reason for them to have any kind of backfiring. Hmm. So... I think the current 4-litre twin-turbo, the, the Mercedes Hot V, that they use in pretty much everything, yeah. including Aston Martin, yeah. um, they've cracked something there. They've cracked the code there somewhere yeah. because it's the first turbo V8 engine that sounds truly brilliant. It really does. And I'm talking about the inside of the car. I'm talking about when you stand outside and actually listen to it. A twin turbo V8 shouldn't sound like much at all. Yeah, it shouldn't. And yet, my God, does that thing sound I think they've bad. got it right. I agree with I'm you. I'm not sure what they've done, though. That's what's interesting. Might have something to do with the hot V. Maybe. Maybe. My, my um, feeling, and I would love to speak to an engineer about this, mm. is that they've managed to bypass the turbos to an extent. In other words, there's a pipe that bypasses the turbos that gives you the normal, unedited turbo sound. 
You in think other words, so? A 10% bypass. At, at a loss of potential power. There's so much of it. Maybe. There's such a surfeit of power but, that it doesn't matter. So, so I, I like the sound of that V8. Maybe. But I do think that, uh, and I'm not a huge fan of this car, but I think a Nissan GTR got it right as well. With it's, its V6. It sounds like nothing. No, it doesn't. It just it sounds, sounds like, like a big proper V6. It sounds like a, a fan on a Hollywood horror movie. I'll play you a video later. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It sounds it's like quite a proper hollow, V6. Really it sounds like a, sound. To me, it sounds like an old school Alpha V6, and I love that. Okay. I oh. think naturally aspirated engines still sound good. Of course. Like no, the Lexus LC500. How do we always go back to Lexus? Because we can. The same way we always go back to Aston and Porsche. But Thomas always pulls it in the Lexus direction. Sure. Someone has. Which it. Lexus now? <laughs> the LC500. Oh, that's a nice looking car. Yeah, and it's naturally aspirated. Correct. Very cool. All right, guys, that's all we have time for in this segment. Faking it. Quite a, an interesting debate. Could go on for hours. <sighs> yeah, we could. Um, Please stop it. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking about riding out of a bad situation. Welcome back to Cargumentative. Guys, in this part of the show, I thought we'd have a little debate, okay? The world is about to end, as we know it, and we need to get out of town, because there's some bad stuff heading this way. This is all hypothetical. Hypothetical. <laughs> no one panic. Yeah. You know, it could, could be zombies, it could be comets. Virus. It could be a virus. Yeah. yeah. That could be cool. And zombies. But certain zombies. death is on its way. Yeah. A zombie virus. Yeah. We don't want to be around. So, we need to escape. We need yeah. to go somewhere. Higher ground. Higher <laughs> ground. <laughs> is, is there a tsunami involved? <laughs> I'm just quoting song. It could be. Please. We need to get to Dahlstrom because apparently there's an underground bunker there full of survivalists and fresh water and tin food. Really? <laughs> Enough to last us until at least 2023. Okay. So, how are we going to get Sounds there? Sounds interesting. Uber. <laughs> okay, not an Uber. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think Ubers will be around? Ubers are like cockroaches. Because no, no. the internet won't be working. You've got our producer yeah. to laugh. That's amazing. Good work. Yeah. Nice. Okay, so are you asking what, <laughs> yeah, so what one car? Like, like so you have to commandeer a vehicle. Well, you've got to think ahead. You've got to think, listen, this no, is... No, no, no. This is like happening and you've got an hour to plan. Yeah, if, a day. You run outside. You're preparing for... And you have to commandeer a vehicle. Or think, yeah. Like No, you have 24 hours. So, you, yeah, you can plan a bit. Wow, what is the time difference? No, the, the time's irrelevant. You need a car now. We've got to go. Okay. What car can you summon up? What are we going to get? What do you take? Yeah. It's easy. Okay. Mitsubishi Pajero. <laughs> it is. It's easy because it's in your garage. You've okay. got one. It doesn't make well, it the right I've car. Well, i got it for a reason. I'm preempting this kind of stuff. Oh, so you already think that them. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, Somebody no, is coming. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's a problem with that. Because Tell me. I've watched many of these like horror films and video games and stuff like that. Yeah. Now, when there's a mass exodus, the highway is always blocked. Right. And there's always that footage of like people just banging into each other and people getting out of cars and running. So <laughs> so you can take the Pajero off-road. No, so, you don't have to use the so what I'm going to get is a motorbike. I'm going to get myself... Uh, hang on. What? Hang on, son. No. You've only got yourself to save. I've got a family. We need a Pajero. <laughs> Sidecar. That's two of you. Three. Three. Two sidecars. You, you, no, you that, and the that, wife. That, well, then it's too wide and you, you're a car. You may as well. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for you guys. This is ridiculous. <laughs> okay. This is ridiculous. A Mitsubishi Pajero, it doesn't break. Mm. It runs on any kind of diesel or oil or anything. 
goes anywhere. Yeah. It's got good aircon. Those and are the things you need. It does so as long as your air mass meter is still working, which yours didn't for a long time. So it's completely reliable. So my, the mass airflow meter on that car yeah. stopped working. Yes. We didn't notice. It just <laughs> lost a little bit of power. You just couldn't get out of It was broken. We still drove to Durban and back. Okay. That's how good that thing is. So now, so we're driving, it's the apocalypse, we're driving to Dolstra. Are the toll gates still working? Probably not. <laughs> Either that or who's manning chaos. the toll gates. Who do I give my card to? You don't, that's the beauty of it. What? Yeah. So are the booms open? It's like a rebel road trip. Guys, oh my God. choose a car. So I've chosen Pajero or mm. a W123 Mercedes. Oh, uh, I was about to. Where are you? Oh, no. Sorry. Sorry, Thomas. But it's that good. Well, and you know which one you get? You get the 300D. Non turbocharged oh, because that thing can, can run, run on chip oil. Any chip oil. I knew you were going to say this. Exactly. Oh. And I've seen this happen. Because that's exactly what there's a lot of. Yeah. There's a zombie apocalypse. No, chip oil. What? Everybody wants chips. There's going to be lots of chips. <laughs> no, no, no. People are depressed. They no. need comfort food. Yeah, they do. There's going to be chips everywhere. <laughs> and also, there might not be fuel. I like that because, logic. Because <laughs> the fuel container trucks can no longer drive up from the coast. So you need something, you need a car that's that that you can run. On stuff um, that you scavenge um, okay. from out in the wilderness. All right, so I'll give you the 300D. I'm in a Pajero. Good choice. I'm actually the Dove. Hmm. Um, those are very good choices. I'll uh, give you another one. I, I still think that you need something with a little bit of ground clearance. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not sure about 300D, although I, I take your point about the fuel. Yeah, that's very important. So I don't know the names of the generations. I'm I'm not that much of an anorak, but the the second or first Toyota Land Cruiser. Okay. Yeah, I think I that's know. virtually indestructible. So yeah. you know when they show the, the sort of the, 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 the old footage of the nuclear bombs exploding? Yeah. Yeah. Then there's like a there's like a land cruiser there and it's fine. It doesn't even move. But aren't it those petrol? Like it's just it doesn't no, some of them are diesel. Okay. So Not it doesn't matter, it's it's basically immune to pretty much anything. You load it up and you go. Yeah. Off road, on road, diesel, petrol, chip oil, whatever, it'll last into the next apocalypse. And you can put motorbikes on the back because I definitely think you need one of those just in case, like a like a Honda, an XR650. Okay, okay. You know, yeah, yeah, I know. Do you know the kind that X was the, the Dakar? You've lost the Dakar bikes. XR500, XR600. Yeah, I know. It was in Back to the Future. You've right. watched Back to the Future. I have. With the DeLorean. Yeah. Now there's. Would you not take a DeLorean? No. Yeah, because then I can go back okay. in time. <laughs> so you know like, what? Yeah, We've discovered that we have more than five listeners. We have. It's true. Yeah. So why don't we put it out there to them? Tell us what car you would take. In the apocalypse. Yeah. So send it to us. How That's many, a good idea. How do they send it to us? I don't know. How do they send it to us? Well, they can, they can DM. I, they can slip into our DMs at Polutsky. Yes. At Cargumentative. What, what uh, are you? Uh, I am at Dr. Nadav on Twitter, I think. I'm, I not, on, I'm not on Twitter anymore. But okay, I'm so on, you're on Instagram. I'm on Instagram. So then? I think at Direct Thomas message Holtner. you. Okay, you think. Yeah. DM so I've got another one. Are we out of time? No, no, we aren't. Okay. So what about a Mercedes Glunderwagen? Yeah. So that's also off-road, indestructible, comfortable enough. It's closed. You could actually live inside it if you had to and would survive the sort of... Pajero is still winning. Better aircon. You think so? Yeah. No, but it is good. But we're not talking about the current G-Wagon. This is the old stuff. The original. Yeah, maybe like a 280GE or something like that. Yeah, exactly. What about a Peugeot... 504? Yeah, those things yeah. are still going yeah. around Africa. Exactly. Yeah. So you've got to think Africa. You've got to think deepest, darkest Africa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you see? Hiluxes? Yes. Anything with a turtle badge on it. No, a high ace. 
Hilux or high ash. Just scavenge parts of other ones. Scavenge parts of everything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, there's quite a lot out there. But legit, I mean, if you've got to take something that's really going to last, it's probably going to be Japanese. Mm. Yeah, they, they really do know how to you make see, a car See, we've up your whole... We finally got him to admit it. <laughs> oh, I mean, I have a Japanese that's car. But well, I mean, in all of this apocalypse, blah, 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 not once has anyone mentioned the Land Rover. And actually, I wouldn't want one because I don't trust it. I don't. Yeah, we don't like Can I tell you what car out of my cars I would take if it was just me? My 911. My air-cooled 911. You know everything what would, does not break. You know what would be really cool? If we did a, a Safari conversion on the 911. If we had oh, enough that's time. That's probably the best. That would be very cool. It's got torsion bar suspension so yeah. we can literally raise yeah. it. Yeah. That's a good idea. That's Protect a good one, underneath and you, you're good to go. Yeah. So, ah, oh, great. Back there to Porsche. Back to 911, Porsche. Safari <laughs> conversion. Yeah. Sorted. And it if wins. you've got the money, maybe a Dakar 959. But, you know, mm. but it's already done, so it's easy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, there we go. Guys, yeah, as we said, if you have any ideas or suggestions for an apocalypse-proof car, let Same us know. Yeah. Yeah, we want to we wanna hear. We're going to take a quick break. And uh, when we come back, we're going to be helping the Dove with some buying advice. Welcome back to the final segment of Cargumentative. And uh, Mark? Yeah. Hi. It's up to us because Nadav has a car buying conundrum. And you know, he's just, I don't know, what's going through this guy's head. Yeah, he's, he's got a perfectly good Porsche, but he's now wanting to buy an RDS1. And something else. And get rid of the Porsche. Yeah. Porsche. 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 Okay. Why is he doing this? Nadav? Because fir- yeah. First of all, I don't know I don't know that what I don't know what I'm doing. Okay. I'm just going I'm going with the flow. So I've identified a couple of issues. Um one is that I don't love my Porsche slash Porsche. Yeah. Um two is that it Second to that, as a sub point, yeah. it costs me a lot of money. Okay. And if I don't love it, but it's costing me a lot of money, it makes me wonder if it's not time for a change. Okay. Um, two, um, this is the second point, is that um, we don't know how to get down to the beach house. Oh, the beach house. <laughs> you love the beach house. Where the beach buggy is. Where the beach buggy, where the beach buggy is. Oh, that's totally gonna, want to drive this Check it out for the Nisner, Nisner hill climb. Are we driving um, down for that? No, so hang on. So, so you want something there. So, so okay. the problem is that these are put, these are not necessarily, point one and point number two are not necessarily connected. So none of this makes any sense at all. So he doesn't love and it. I'm aware of. He's saying it's, it's, it, it's, it's impractical for where he well, is in life now. Let's just also state that this is a very first world problem. Absolutely. I it's will not deny the first world problemness of this problem. <laughs> it's an anti midlife crisis. And since I've known this it's man, an he's been having this first world problem. Yeah. No. I'm, I'm looking for the perfect car. I Doesn't mean, exist. Can you blame me? So, can no, he gets me? close. He gets close. He, he drives things like an RS6, and it's got the space, and it's got the power, and it's got the brand, and it's got the, the, it's got the warranty and the motor plan, but it, it's too big. It doesn't have any So he wants it to fit everything in, but it must be tiny. <laughs> Which is why. It's got to take small. the dogs, the kid, the wife, all the kit, but tiny. But it must still be really small. Really yeah. small. No, I know, exactly. And, I, mean, and is that I know how we fix his problem. It needs yeah. depth. Starts with a V. 
Fenter trailer. <laughs> I thought you were going to say V-Class. <laughs> no, I thought you were going to say me. I he know. can drive <laughs> everything he wants and anything he wants and bolt on a Fenter trailer. Well, the thing is you can't always have a tow bar in every car. So that's got to come into the equation somewhere. Can a 911 have a tow bar? No. No, unless you go in reverse. Can't it? No. You can reverse tow something. No, <laughs> no you just... Okay, you can put the tow bar on the front. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but we're getting sidetracked away from the point. Oh, so right. We are. So, so he's so currently driving an Audi S1. Exactly, which is a very... It. He it. It's a car I knew nothing about. It's quite a cool car. Like, yeah, I S, mean, S Audis are kind of, you mo- know... Most un- Audis... Under the radar. They are, and most Audis just blend into the background for me, to be honest. But it's got some like, proper specs, I think. Yeah, so it's basically an S... Well, it's an A1, which we know is basically a fancy Polo. Yeah. And it's got uh, a 2-liter turbocharged engine, which has been in everything from Golf GTIs to Audi A3s to whatever, Golf yeah, Rs. Yeah. Um, Very good motor. Yeah. It's got Quattro. Because it's an S car. Well, see, that's that's part of it's starting to get interesting. And it has it's an, tiny. And it has a manual gearbox. Yeah. Because they couldn't squeeze an S-Tronic in because there wasn't enough space in this car. So it could only take a And manual. they had to put the spare wheel behind the front seat. Does it have a spare wheel? Yeah. It's in a bag behind the front seat. Okay. That's not good for legroom, is no. it? No. <laughs> um, but it's interesting. So I drove it and, yeah, it, I mean, it's, it's Germanic. So it's very good at what it's, it ticks every box. It does, however, lack a bit of soul. But a lot of S, most S Audis lack yeah. a bit of soul. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, what are you looking for? Okay, suppose, but then you can know? you put your money down on something that you can say lacks a bit of soul? I don't know, you know. I know that at any price point, there's cars with soul. At any price point, there's good cars. Okay, um, so what else so is, is there? This, is this then the answer or is it not the answer? So the idea is the S1 is a huge financial so Relief. It's, it's a downgrade yeah. from the Porsche, but it, it, it creates room to maneuver for a second car. So, okay, uh, if, I, if I'm understanding this correctly, is you want a daily. You want something that's a practical daily. Yeah, it's got a daily. And it's got a baby, and it's got a dog. Yes, it's got to do everything. Mm. And then that frees up cash for something that can stay in the garage and be used as a weekend whip. But he's already got a weekend whip. What? Uh, no, but let's pretend he doesn't. He's got like four weekend whips. So let's pretend he doesn't. Need more whips. No, you don't. Yeah, he really needs lots of whips. Do you enjoy jump starting cars? Because <laughs> the batteries are flat. Do yeah, you enjoy pumping flat. up tires? Licenses pumping. expire. Yeah. There's a lot that goes on. This is my life you're describing. I mean, anyway, so what he wants is a daily that kind of. Can we have a price range? Very difficult. <laughs> is Very difficult, and this is the problem. So my, when, I, when I help people buy cars or, or try and help them buy cars because they never listen to me. Me too, I've um, given up. Yeah, no, there's no point. But yeah. for me, the first starting point is a price range yeah. because from there, everything follows. And my problem is that I haven't nailed down what I want. So I want one sort of small, cheap car and another one to make up the difference or do I want one car that's relatively expensive that ticks all the boxes? I don't really know. So that's the problem is I don't think I've personally narrowed down my options <laughs> yet for you to help Okay, me. so you are unhelpable. I'm, I'm, but I'm let's unhelpable. Pretend, let's pretend mm. that we're going to do the two-car scenario. Okay. One is a weekend whip. Right. One is a daily. Fine. It doesn't have to be overly practical for going on holiday. No. It's just good for driving around town. It's economical. Someone can open their door onto you. You're not going to yeah. have a heart attack. It's going to be cheap on insurance, yeah. economical. Yeah. Drive into a curb. doesn't matter too much. Yeah. You see, this, is why, this is why I And then like. we're going we're gonna to pin your budget 
three hundred grand. And, so what? And less. So and, and yeah, less so is good. Three hundred is the top end. Yeah, we want lowish mileage. Uh, I, I prefer to wear my own shoes in, you know. So maybe something lowish mileage. I don't like high yeah. mileage cars. Um, and I'm prepared to pay a relative premium for a low mileage car, but you know, less than three hundred thousand, mm. something with soul, something that's interesting, something that will keep me the occupied is, during the week. There's a lot. There is. The, the truth it's is, a German four-door sedan, Audi, BMW, and Mercedes. If you were into sedans, yeah, but there's not a lot of soul there. Either. There's no soul there. Okay. There's no soul. My brain occupied. The, the the sports car car guy part of my brain needs okay. to be occupied during the week. You need something exciting. Listen, I like this S1. I personally think it's cool because it's an interesting car. You don't see a lot of them. Um, it's it's kind of like quite. No, a, it is not. It's a quirky S car because it's it's kind of unlike. Any other S car that's that's been. It's well, got to be said. It's got to also be said. It's a little bit girly. It's not girly. I think it is. It's not. <laughs> I think it, it, it's it's a little it, wheels and it's it like does. it's cute. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's the kind of car I buy my daughter. But it's cool because it's really really fast. So yeah. the fact that it's a little bit cutesy, which I don't disagree with, yeah. is kind of mitigated by the fact that it's actually. Like faster than most hot hatches. It's yeah, quirky. I, that I makes it okay. It's kind of like it a does, wolf and cutesy sheep clothes. So the, the, uh, our friend Jacques has got a Mini Cooper, what? What is it called? GP. A GP, yeah. Also, a bit curly. I love that thing. I really love it. It is a pocket yeah, rocket. It is. Fun car. But it is full of soul. It's got proper supercharger noises and proper overrun, authentic overrun noises. I know what the problem is here. You, Mark, are not a millennial. If you were a millennial, you, you would know care. that girly is okay. You yeah. need to be comfortable. You need with to your become sexuality. fluid. You need to be fluid. You need to be fluid. <laughs> sexuality is a, is just a. It's, it's just a, a label. It's a spectrum. It's, it's a label a, that society yeah. slapped on. Got to be fluid. There is no male. There girly is no doesn't female. count. It's You're schooling me, gents. I'm learning. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. I need to become more fluid. Too old. So I'm liking this car because it's practical. Okay. It's turbocharged, which is nice for up here in Joburg. But it doesn't sound nice. No turbocharged car sounds nice, and this is like a 935 Porsche. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and well, I, I think there's some very interesting things about this car. Mm. Um, it, and, and what it does to do is sort of it tickles my anorak side. Okay, so what's interesting about it is the A1 body shell, which, like Thomas said, was based on the Polo body shell, the previous two previous generations mm. ago, I think, um, was never designed for rear-wheel drive. So when a car is designed and, and there's a huge amount of money and budget that goes into R&D for the car and every possible permutation of the vehicle and its drivetrain is 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 forward planned yeah. and planned for and engineered for and the weird thing about the S1 is that it's quattro and yet that floor pan was never mm engineered to accommodate four wheels. So it's very bespoke. So for the listeners, it's quite an interesting thing because once you've spent the money on R&D on what's called the body in white, on the panels of a car that don't change, mm. everything else is spec dependent. The engine can come out and you can put a different one in. The wheels change. The, the seats can change. All of the things that make a bottom-end car or a top end in the range car. Those are all the changeable things. But yeah. the body in white doesn't change. The engineering hard points don't change because it would be too expensive to change. And the S1 is the only exception to that that I know. They re-engineered the whole body in white re late in the model lifeline in order to accommodate all-wheel drive. All-wheel drive. Mm -hmm. So a drive shaft going to the back, yeah, it's pretty a special. diff at the back, 
and new multi-link suspension so that's why I, very I said strange. I, I really liked when you told me that, and I liked the fact that it's all-wheel drive and it's got a great motor. Yeah, I mean, so it's a good option. And it does everything that he wants it to do. It yeah. can baby, you can put the dog You can get the baby seat in the back, yeah. Yeah. And you can drive it to the beach house if you want to. <laughs> what about your it's golf bats? Control. Can you get your golf bats in My there? golf bats will fit in, in my... <laughs> My polo shoes. What about your mountain polo bike? Shoes. My, my, my mountain bike. Or <laughs> Scott. Yeah. And, um, it, it okay, does so, do so everything it I need. I'm worried that it's missing a little bit. It's a little bit on and off. It's a little bit unidimensional. I'm worried that it's very fast and quite practical and that in the end I'll lose interest in it in a couple of months because it doesn't have a depth of character. So I drove a similar car for a very long time. A Golf GTI shares a motor, shares a lot. does. And you know what, when I first bought that car, it, I felt exactly the same. Like, it doesn't have much depth. But you know what, it eggs you on, and, it, and you, you try hard, and you try, and you find it. Yeah, you, find it's, yeah, you find its you um, find its edges, and you enjoy them. You can play with them. They're cool cars. It's a daily car. I mean, it's not... If you can get over the fact that it's girly. If you, it's not girly. If he wants... If he fluid, wants, Mark. Fluid. Yeah, fluid. If he, if he wants to, to have his soul stirred, he can go down and take out the tea. I suppose that's it's the, like that's, uh, yeah it's like exactly you guys are going to a simply red concept expecting Otis Redding. I'm fine with it. I drive a diesel Mercedes every day. I'm yeah. quite fine with black. I think my argument is that unlike Mark, who's sold his soul and drives a boring Merc, mm. I think that you can have <laughs> your cake it. and eat it. I think that you can find a daily yeah. at a reasonable price that is also soul stirring and does satisfy at least a certain part of your of your car guyness, even though you're yeah. only on your commute to work. I don't just give up and buy an old automatic diesel Merc like Mark does. <laughs> yeah. But then he's, he's, offended, he's not third and he's not a millennial like us. So no. maybe it's just a Are different generation. Are you both millennials? You're not a millennial. Zennial. Zennial. I'm also a Zennial. I don't know how old my dad is. I've been trying to work out. <laughs> since forever be since a mystery. So okay, so thanks, we, say, guys, we thanks. say buy it. Thank you. And then tell us. And thanks yeah, for I, think really. I say buy it. That was I think exceptionally unhealthy. Well, knowing the dove, even if he buys it, he'll hate it after he'll two hate weeks. it after two weeks and sell it. So I'll say, I'll say <laughs> the dove has the car going. And I go, uh, well, well, you couldn't live with it. It was too good at this and too okay, bad at that. Okay, we haven't discussed the other angle of this. Is that remember that this would be, uh, it'd be one of two cars. So the fact that I'm downgrading to something as small and relatively cheap as the S1 means that it gives me budget for something else. Exactly. So then and sit so on the money. The something else is what's exciting. Until something else comes along. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and that makes sense. That's that's kind of where yeah. you should be. Okay. And on that you, you see, no, wait, sorry. Mm. One oh. minute. You did try and wrap those all up into one. Yes. And, and nothing failing. can do that. Yeah. Nothing. nothing can do that. I'm failing to do that. Yeah. Thanks, That's guys. Thanks, really. I'm sure. just more confused than ever, but I appreciate you trying. <laughs> Good <laughs> listeners, if you have any ideas, happy to hear them. Yeah. And if you want consumer advice, because we're very good at it, hit uh, us up on our social media platforms that we mentioned before. Yeah. And um, and M.H. Sellerman. We've got to remember him. Yeah, when he's not hungover. Yeah, hang yeah. Maybe he'll join us next week. We'll Maybe see. We'll we'll see yeah. Okay. Guys, thank you very much. That's all we have time for in today's show. Cool. And um, we'll catch you guys... And listeners, next week, week, same time, same place. Keep it safe out on the roads. For me, Thomas Faulkner, cheers.